Oh yeah. Oh, you did it. You clicked on the Osway Bar Podcast. A podcast dedicated to growth. We know we're not supposed to be stuck. We're designed to grow and be all that God has called us to be. We post every Monday and Wednesdays. Mondays is a segment I call Monday Message. This is where your home messages for me. Wednesday segment, that's one of my favorites. This is a segment called Wednesday's Word from the Wise. This is where I get to sit down with amazing guests and draw from their wisdom, experiences, and anointing, all for the purpose of growing. So if you're ready, I said if you're ready, growth fanatics, let's do it! Alright, and welcome back to the podcast, guys. So glad that you guys always tune in. Happy, happy Monday. Um, we're on our season, our series of processing your emotions. This is part three. Uh, we have covered part one and two. has been great. Um, you know, so again, we're just covering just topics of, or areas of how to process your emotions. Um, you know, we start off by saying emotions are like kids in a car. You don't let them drive, nor do you put them in the trunk either. And I think that's important because uh, when we allow our emotions to drive us, uh, that can get us in danger. Uh, It can create illusions for us. But the other thing is uh, if we put our emotions in the trunk or we try to bury them and we don't process them rightly, uh, that can end up being uh, causing issues later on. So uh, this is something that Elle and I, we taught at midweek. If you guys have been listening to uh, this series, and here's some of the things just to recap, you know, processing your emotions. Again, these things aren't in any chronological order. Um, so they're just things that Elle and I just kind of went through and just thought of as we were, um, you know, meditated on as we were preparing this message. So uh, you'll find this in part one and two. So if you want more context of it, I encourage you to check out the other episodes. But one, uh, when processing your emotions, you've got to be mindful of illusions. And the way we do that is by meditating on those things which are good, lovely, just, a good report. Meditate on those things. Constantly thinking of the things that are good, right? Uh, Secondly, we talk about pressing forward. Sometimes uh, we just got to forget those things which are behind. And the way we do that is by pressing forward, reaching towards the things that God has for us. So having a vision, having a call, uh, and realizing that, you know, one way that we can process our emotions is by looking forward, looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Thirdly, we talk about considering what others are going through. Um, you know, that's a great way to get your, uh, you know, emotions in control is by realizing those things around you. And the way we do that is just by by operating in love. You know, Ephesians 4, chapter 1 through 3, uh, you know, verse 2 talks about having lowliness, gentleness with long suffering. And long suffering means long. So, and we do that by bearing with one another in love. And the way we do that is just by considering what others are going through. All right. Fourthly, we talked about having the right people in your life. People uh, Have people that are going to, you know, speak life into you, help you see a p- positive perspective, help you, help you keep your head up. Um, and that's important too. So, uh, to wrap up the series, I'm going to talk about the uh, last three points and... Um, again, I think these are going to be phenomenal and are going to help you out a lot, but, uh, one of them is getting over yourself. So one way that we process our emotions is we get over ourselves. 
you know, and this this has happened multiple uh, multiple times, even for myself, where I found myself falling in situations or uh, getting in, in, in involvement or issues where my emotions were really, really stirred up and I had to get over myself. You know, Luke chapter 22, 49 through 51, it says this, when Jesus' followers saw what was uh, was going to happen, uh, going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And so this is powerful context. This is Jesus about to be crucified and his disciples, you know, they, they think that, man, okay, we need to bear arms and we need to take care of, we need to take matters into our own hands. But the unique thing is Jesus said no more of this. Like this isn't the way that we're going to move forward with things. In other words, what Jesus was saying, guys, we're, we're getting over ourselves in this. We're not going to strike vengeance. And man, I, I'll, I'll share a story with you. Um, I remember one time I was working with someone in a meeting room. And we were just getting our meetings in order. And, um, you know, I was doing executive summaries for our teams. And there was a team, team members that, that were a couple. But just for time's sake, because time kept getting away from us and away from us. Um, you know, I let one of the spouses know that I'm just going to have one spouse share the executive summary. Um, because it's going to be a three, three minute kind of deal. Um, and then when it gets into problem solving uh, discussions, that the other spouse was, you know, more than welcome to join the conversation. Well, in there, uh, that person felt humiliated, felt a little embarrassed by that remark, and reamed me out. Okay, really let me have it. Um, you know, I apologize. I, I let him know that that wasn't my heart to make anyone upset or make anyone mad. It's just again for the sake of the meeting. You know, I wanted to make sure that we have enough time to cover everything. But I remember this bothered me, man. I, I talked to my, my my leadership about it. I talked to some, you know, some of the people that were in that meeting and just asked what you guys think. That come across rude? Was that harsh? And you know, everyone they they pretty much had my back. Um, they all let me know, like, no, like that person just needs to get over themselves. Um, no, you're you're absolutely in the right. That needed to be done. And man, I, I had a hundred percent agreement behind me. But then, man, I started getting this prick in my heart. And I'm like, what? 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 And the Lord was letting me know. And this is where I, where I coined this phrase of owning your 1%. You know, and that's something the Lord was teaching me. It's like when there's situations sometimes, you need to get over ourselves. And one of the ways we can get over ourselves, especially if we have quarrelsome with one, one another, is find your 1%. What do I mean by that? Own your 1%. Well, it's you, you may feel like in a situation that it's 99% someone else's fault. Right. And you can look at your 1%. And I remember looking at my 1% of like, man, what can I have done better? And one of the things I realized is like, man, you know what? I probably could have told this person before the meeting in private um, to give some honor there and respect. Right. Um, that's that's me owning my 1%. And the reason I, I, start, uh, I start with 1% is because when you can at least say, hey, there's something I can do better, then you can actually open up your eyes to see how else. And really what ended up happening is I went from owning my 1% to owning 100% of the fault here. I'm the leader of the, of the room. I know how people are going to respond and act. And I know where people are at uh, and mature-wise. Uh, mature and so I just knew uh, me bringing this up was going to be something kind of rocky. So because I knew that, because I'm the leader of the group, and because I'm going to be someone who's going to get over myself, 
owning my 1%, I realized, you know what, I could have done this in private. So I went ahead and, and I went and I apologized. You know, I brought flowers, all this good jazz, and I just let them know I do apologize. And, um, you know, I let them know I could have done this in private. And, you know, that that's just, again, wasn't wasn't my heart behind it. And so, so uh, from there, man, things have been smooth sailing. And this person and I, we get along very well. But again, that comes down to, are you willing to own your 1%? In other words, are you willing to get over yourself? Just like the disciples, you know, and you can ask other people in, in a certain context, they may feel like they had the right to cut someone's ear off to defend their the Messiah. But Jesus had this attitude of like, man, I'm laying down my life for everyone. In other words, he was getting over himself. Okay. It wasn't about himself. So sometimes if we're in emotion situations and our emotions are rallying up, you need to get over yourself. And a practical way of doing that is find your 1%. What is your 1% that you can own? Okay. Because when you go from your 1%, you can then increase to more, to more, to eventually owning 100% of your area. All right. <clears throat> Secondly, this uh, uh, part three of processing your emotion I want to talk about is give your emotions to God. Give your emotions to God. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Man, this is powerful. God wants us to give all of give all of our issues to him. And honestly, if this if this was going to go in any chronological order of processing your emotions, this should be the first thing. You know, we should definitely always, like when our emotions are rolling up, we should give them to God. There's been multiple times where, um, man, I was either feeling irritated, bothered, um, you know, I got upset, got offended. And there are times where I just got to give it to the Lord. I got to give it to the Lord. I got to cast it upon him because he cares for me. You know, and the way we cast it is, uh, it's not like fishing. Okay. When you cast a line in the, in the, you know, lake or wherever you're fishing at, and then you reel it back in. That's what a lot of us do sometimes. So when we cast our cares to God, we, we throw it like we're fishing. We, we cast the line out there, but then we reel it back in. But this casting is like a body slam, man. Think of like that WWE wrestling, man. I used to watch that all the time. But like you're you're casting it, you're putting it down, and you're leaving it there. And so that's that's what God's saying. He's like, listen, I care for you. I don't want you to be stuck with all the burden. I want to take care of the things that are bothering you. Give them to me, he's saying. Cast them to me because I care for you. And you know what? Uh, th- this scripture really highlighted to me when there was a season in my life or I was going through a rough situation at work, all right? I uh, just got a corrective meeting, and I got reamed, and rightfully so, because I was being not smart. I was being very dumb and selfish. And remember, I remember just getting reamed really, really hard, and it struck my heart, and I was, I was in tears. I was sad. And the crazy part about this is I was, uh, in the next about five minutes, I had to go back into the training room and train uh, ministers on uh, customer service. And I remember in those five minutes, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out. You know, I, I got reamed. And I'm like, man, this this sucks. But I remember this first came to me. And it, and it came to me because part of me is like, man, I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling ashamed. I deserve what I got. But then this first came up. Cast all your cares to me because I care for you. First Peter 5.7, he cares for me. And I remember just thinking like, man, really? I'm not in the, I'm not in the best, best place. I deserve what I got. But I remember the Lord just coming graciously saying, I still care for you. Cast your cares to me. 
And I remember just repenting and just apologizing for the thing that I did wrong and what I was being selfish with. I remember giving my cares to the Lord and I was able to wipe those tears, be strong, rinse my face and walk back to that training room and do my thing. And no one noticed. No one noticed that I was reamed. No one noticed that, uh, you know, I got in trouble or anything like that. It was just like nothing happened. But it's because I was able to cast my cares to God. And that's what we have to do is just be willing to cast our cares from. Even if we've done something wrong, you know, if we if we messed up and there's, uh, you know, guilt or condemnation there, man, give that to the Father because he cares for you. I mean, that's why he sent Jesus to die. He didn't send Jesus because we were perfect and that we would never make a mistake, but he sent it because, man, he loves us. So even in that, you know, I, I cast my cares to the Lord, and again, I was able to train and do my thing, um, you know, with ease. But that comes from casting your care upon the Lord like a body slam, not like fishing where you cast it and reel it back in. You got to cast it to the Lord and let it go. Lastly, this... Uh, kind of sums up everything too uh but sometimes we just need to stir ourselves up we need to stir ourselves up you know first samuel chapter 30 verse 6 this is interesting just to give a little context behind this uh david and his mighty men uh came back from battle and as they're coming back uh they realize their wives and their kids have been stolen um they they have been taken away and this made David and his men very upset. You know, very upset. The men were upset to a point uh, they were talking about stoning David. But this is what this says in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Everyone's against David, but this is what happened. It says, And David was greatly distressed. So talk about some emotions. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons, and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. <laughs> wow. This is powerful. In another translation, it says David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. There are times where there may be a lot of pressure on us, on things, but it's we have the opportunity to choose what we're going to do. My dad would always tell me this as he, as, as a young Young, young little kid, he's like, you have a choice to be sad or glad. He would always tell me that. And I remember there was uh, one instance, my dad t- tells a story, and it's a little embarrassing, okay? Uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you followed me from day one, you, you've heard this story already, but it's worth repeating, especially for this instance. But I remember one time I, I was crying my eyes out, I was a little kid, Cry my eyes out. My dad goes on to say, hey, you can choose to be sad or you can choose to be glad. And I remember, you know, just saying, you know what? I want to be glad. But remember, I was a kid, so I was like crying my eyes out. And I said, Dad, I want to be glad. Still crying. So I lifted my arms and said, can you tickle me? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out. My dad gives me the choice. I want to be glad. So I lift up my arms and say, Dad, I want to be glad. Can you tickle me? And my dad tickles me. We have this cool like father-son bonding moment. And then obviously I wasn't crying anymore. I was good. You know, it's it's a funny story. Uh, but sometimes it's it's something that we need to do. Right? It's something that we need to do. We sometimes, we just need to lift up our arms before God and say, God, give me joy. 
God, I choose to be happy. I choose to lay down my emotions. I choose to lay down, uh, you know, the, the stress. I choose to lay down the burdens. I choose to lay down the attacks of the enemy. I choose to lay down um, just doubt. Lord, give me joy. Lord, tickle me. Lord, give me, give me happiness. Because, again, ultimately, it comes down to us. It's we choose. We choose. So what David did is he encouraged himself. He strengthened himself. In other words, he stirred himself up. And sometimes that's what we need to do. We need to stir ourselves up. We need to get into the to the presence of the Lord. Because in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So when we get in his presence, man, we, we can uh, declare the joy of the Lord. And we can declare that it is our strength. But it comes down to a choice. Because, you know, sometimes, again, and I may have mentioned this before, but we like to wallow in our pity. You know, we like having a pity party. And that's the thing, you know, the devil will show up to your pity party with balloons and cake. Man, you don't want that. You want to be able to stretch your arms before God and say, God, give me joy. God, give me strength. So, again, when you're processing your emotions, remember, uh, in reality, sometimes we just need to get over ourselves. And the way we do that is by owning our 1%. Owning our 1%. We need to give our emotions to God. Remember, we cast our cares to Him because He cares for us. And we cast it not like fishing, casting a line out to the sea and, and bringing it back, but we cast it, we body slam it, we leave it there. Lastly, we just need to stir ourselves up. And we sometimes we just need to raise our hands before God and just say, God, give me joy. And he'll give you joy. So for this next three minutes, I want to challenge you guys with this. I would love, 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 love if you guys would take the next three minutes just to honor and worship God right now. There's going to be piano music playing in the back, but just honor him. Just begin to praise him. Just give him thanks. And I guarantee your attitude, even if you're in a distressful moment, a sad moment right now, or an area of just, eh, I'm okay. You know, if you begin just to press in and just say, God, I'm here, and you begin to worship the Creator, I'm telling you these next three minutes, you're going to receive joy and joy everlasting. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. Take these next three minutes and just worship God. That is my three-minute challenge for you today. It's just to worship the Lord and be in His presence. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's always, always a joy when you guys click on here. That means a lot to me. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Peace.